This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Arrow Video Assortment series of reviews. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this 52nd instalment of the Arrow Video Assortment, we will be turning our attention to The Ghoul from 2016. For those that are unfamiliar with this segment, the Arrow Video Assortment is a sub-series within the podcast Under the Stairs, which... I take a look at my extensive Arrow video collection and using a randomizer tool on my phone, select a title. That title is then reviewed here for Yao. Um, yeah, we're doing the ghoul on this episode from 2016. This is a directorial debut for the filmmaker who had predominantly in the past worked as an actor and pro- well, producer slash writer slash something else um, on projects such as Ben Wheatley's Kill List and Down Terrace. So um, yeah, looking forward to getting into this really bizarre little thriller after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs. This is your final episode for the week. Um, We will be dropping a brand new episode on Monday. And that will be the final episode of the month before we roll into August. And by God, it's August just giving you the goods. We are doing the Pieces in Pieces series where I take the movie Pieces from 1982 and along with guests, break that movie up into five minute installments, shake up the order and then release a review for you. There'll be one dropping every day consecutively for 17 days. So yeah, you're going to be getting a whole lot of random slices of pieces in August and we will be doing that for like I say 17 days as part of a month-long celebration of the podcast under the stairs turning 10 years old. On the Teapots Collective we will be dropping early next week the next installment of Doing the Nasty. This week though however you got yesterday a brand new pair to begin with so please go forth and check out the Teapots Collective for that. I'm going to take a very short break just now, ladies and gents. You're going to get promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for The Ghoul when I return. I'll be discussing that movie right after this. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, legionpodcasts.com the psychosemantic podcast here's the head scratcher how is it possible for two people to keep walking when they've been shot three times one of them in the face what makes you think he's the one you were seeing a psychotherapist called Helen Fisher. 
might be something in Fisher's nose. Can you tell me what you'd like to get out of these sessions? Sometimes I, I daydream that I'm undercover in real life. I pretend I'm part of an investigation, you know. We're plumbing the depths of the unconscious mind, the center of the magical world. I just want to get better. You tear off a strip of paper, twist it, and the inside becomes the outside. How do you know they haven't messed with your head somehow? He picks the patient's implanted memories. One by one by one. Loops, circles, cycles. Trapped in a cycle. They live inside the loop. Their gods creating a universe. And welcome back, ladies and gents. You've just heard the trailer for The Ghoul. This is our 52nd movie as part of the Arrow video assortment. It's currently available for a measly £9 on the Arrow Films website, so if you were ever thinking about buying it, go and do it now. Why not? Just take a shot in the dark. Um, let's give you the details as listed on their website, though. From executive producer Ben Wheatley, from Killist and Free Fire fame comes a mind-bending British psychological thriller to sit alongside such classics of the genre as Nicholas Roge and Donald Kamel's performance, David Lynch's Lost Highway and Christopher Nolan's Following. Chris is a homicide detective called to London to investigate a strange double murder. Both victims appear to have continued moving toward their assailant despite multiple gunshots to the face and chest. On a hunch and with the help of an old colleague and former girlfriend, Chris decides to go undercover as a patient to investigate the suspect psychotherapist, the mysterious Alex Morland, who has a taste for the occult. The debut feature of writer-slash-director Gareth Tunley, starring Tom Meetson of Sightseers, Alice Lowe of Darth Marenghi's Dark Place, and Dan Renton-Skinner of Notes and Blindness, The Ghoul is the latest standout to a thriving new wave of British cinema. On this director-approved special edition, you get the high-definition Blu-ray and a 1080p presentation, the uncompressed 5.0, sorry, 5.1 audio, optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing, filmmaker's commentary, interviews with the cast and crew, The Baron, a 2013 short film by Gareth Tunley starring Tom Meaton and Steve Orm from the movie Ah and Sightseers, as well as a trailer. And in terms of the product details here for this one, the studio releasing it is Arrow Video. The runtime is 1 hour and 25 minutes approx. Certification is 15. The main language is English. There's only one disc in the box. The director is Gareth Tunley, as we mentioned before. Actors are Tom Meaton, Alice Lowe, Rufus Jones, Jeffrey McGurvin, and Dan Renton Skinner. Subtitle language is English SDH. Theatrical release year was 2016, and this is region locked to region 2. So, yeah, I'd seen The Ghoul before. I think I saw The Ghoul when they released it, and I'd already heard a little bit of a buzz on this one, specifically from forums that chat about British movies, and in particular, Ben Wheatley. And what I was hearing about this right back then, and what I have only come to appreciate more and more with every viewing, was like how interesting the British filmmaking scene kind of became post-Kill List. Uh, and even to an extent, more prominently I would say Kill List, but more over 
when A Field in England came out, this kind of groundswell of filmmakers um, like uh, Steve Orm's work on uh, A Dark Song or even furthermore into like Prevenge and, uh, and such like where I was starting to see a swell of interest towards kind of a more folk horror tinged bent in what was being released. Um, movies that really kind of delved into either kind of surreal paganism, occultism, but moreover the 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 idea that a kind of languishing, almost esoteric vibe to a movie with good setting and, and, and kind of sparse cast and, and eerie soundtracks and long shots of, of scenery could actually be like fully unsettling and like engagingly rewarding. Um, the Ghoul follows in on that one. I mean, there's a couple of names mentioned in the description there that I think are pretty apt. One of them, one of the big ones being Lynch. Um, I think this movie would pair really, really well with uh, something like a Mulholland Drive or moreover and more specifically, I think, uh, sitting with Lost Highway. There's, there's definitely elements of Lost Highway in here there are also kind of sections that do remind me a little bit um in terms of the kind of high level psychological prowess of something like don't look now you know th this movie plays with the the abstract in a way which is really really interesting at its core it follows a kind of broken character uh, of chris who is you know brought in to go undercover and uh, investigate what may have happened to someone who was undergoing treatment who ultimately ended up um, killing people but the people that he killed appeared to walk through the gunshots and from there we kind of see him with Alice Lowe who is his friend slash romantic infatuation even though she doesn't share the same the same feelings uh, we get this idea of him playing the part but getting lost in the part of someone psychologically wounded and we then carry that through a series of interactions, friendships, bizarre set pieces and then ultimately the introduction of Alexander Morland who has this great kind of occultist name who is kind of playing with the concepts of infinite loops, time uh, and the occult and how this essentially breaks the mind of anyone that tries to, to, to get involved. It's like some really ostentatious psychological game to Morland who in the movie if you look at it from one angle is, is kind of perversely getting off by holding these, these rites of passage for people that are psychologically damaged as a way to ultimately fulfill some sort of ritual. The interesting aspect of this one and where it, it definitely has that kind of Lynchian lost highway vibe is actually it's not particularly clear uh, in this movie if what you are seeing is the start or the end of the loop. The movie itself can be seen as very similar to the, the, the kind of almost um, paradox 
of Lost Highway of a character investigating something he is about to do and thus continually stuck within this kind of this loop of of time and idea um, and that's where the movie flourishes and genuinely shines is in those moments there's plenty of strange camera angles from the ground up these languishing shots with a, a kind of hauntingly beautiful score and some real powerhouse performances here i think specifically tom meaton's character of chris feels broken and as the movie continues on and on the more you actually feel sorry for him as his world and his understanding of who he is as a person is is like almost removed brick by brick um and where he ends up is ultimately like i said before where the movie begins so you get this kind of a weird causality loop that that the movie languishes in it's like deliberately obtuse and i kind of love it for that but what i love even more is hearing the the actual interviews of the people that are involved with it all the guys involved with this come from comedy backgrounds and you know comedy duos um or comedy writing and to get something so dark and so powerful and so single-minded on a on a first movie is quite surprising i don't think the movie is without flaws i think um it at times assumes a jump from the audience that isn't always necessarily fulfilling i think at times it can be one step too far obtuse like it, it does feel like it's being weird for the sake of being weird in certain parts but the idea of how it loops back in on itself is handled really well and by the time you get to the end of it and you kind of have a handle of what's going on in the movie it's difficult not to kind of feel like this is a remarkable debut feature a lot of filmmakers play it a lot safer than what uh, Tunley does in this movie. I think it has, like I said before, almost the perfect run length, even though at times some of those segments that go a bit weirder than than the norm can feel a bit disorientating and almost like you're trying to play catch up yourself, which can be frustrating, but also can be time consuming. You feel like you're spending a bit too long thinking about things that should naturally be either more transparent or... or um, or you yourself should be able to to grasp it quicker. Um, I I think it's I think it's a wonderful debut feature. I'm actually not aware of him doing anything else since this, so I'd be interested to see if he does have another feature in the works, or if he's gone back to doing kind of acting roles and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, he is a character Gareth Tunley stars as. If you ever seen Kill List, the priest. Um, he is the priest in that movie and he had a kind of relatively small role in Down Terrace is how he knows Ben Wheatley and ultimately getting that name on here is you know is a big tick for them for sure but I kind of feel like Wheatley is arbiter of a, a really interesting movement which has kind of died down a little bit kind of post-Covid um, of these kind of folk horror inspired bizarre occult thrillers uh, slash horror movies that the UK was doing there for a small time period. We had a, a good like five, six years of them and they've kind of languished away even though Wheatley himself's previous movie before he releases The Meg 2, let that sink in, was In the Earth which is about as Ben Wheatley a Ben Wheatley movie you'll get. 
Uh, overall, I think this has a lot to reward and recommend about, and I would give it a 4 out of 5 for the goal. I think the special features are a bit sparse, but interesting nonetheless. I'm going to take my final break of this episode. When I come back, I'm closing the show and let you know where we're going on the next Arrow Video Assortment right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Arrow video assortment series of reviews looking at our 52nd movie, which was The Ghoul from 2016. Join me on the next episode, installment of this, for another relatively you know modern film i saw this one at fright fest a few years ago i had to buy it on the blu-ray when it came out we will be discussing the dead center from 2019 let me give you some info on this one when john doe rose from the dead he brought something back when a very dead suicide victim played by jeremy childs a preacher in nashville disappears from the morgue it sets a motion a chain of events that has the power to immolate everything and everyone it touches Troubled psychiatrist Daniel Foster, played by Shane Carruth, um, who's the director of Primer and Upstream Colour, is drawn to help a mysterious patient who's brought into the emergency psych ward in a catatonic state with no memory of how he reached the hospital. As if to exorcise his own demons, the doctor feverishly tries to break through to his mysterious patient. But as a spate of mysterious deaths shakes the wards to the core, Forrester comes to suspect that it's more than his new ward and meet the eye. As he comes to realise what he's unleashed, a desperate race against the forces of evil threatened to swallow him whole. The Dead Centre is a smart supernatural thriller that explores the demons that live inside of us all. From writer-director Billy Sinisi, recently hailed as a masterful new voice in terror. This one on the disc, special edition contents, has a high definition 1080p Blu-ray presentation, 5.1 DTS HD master audio and lossless stereo audio, optional English subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing, a commentary with the director and producer Shane Carruth, and co-star Jeremy Childs, commentary with writer-director Billy Sneeze, producers Dan Deck and uh, Jonathan Rogers, and cinematographer Andy Dusing. A walk through the Dead Centre, an in-depth making of documentary featuring unit views with the writer-director, the producer, cinematographer and many others revisiting the locations and discussing the production. Nine deleted scenes including an alternate ending, on-set interviews with actor Shane Carruth and Purnan Janathan, head casting with Jeremy Childs, a brief look into the creation and makeup effects seen in the climax of the film. Intruder, a short film from 2011, directed by Billy Sinisi and starring Jeremy Childs. The Suicide Tapes, the original short film from 2010, directed by Sinisi and starring Childs that later inspired The Dead Center. Midnight Radio Theatre, six chilling radio plays, Insomnia, The Long Weekend, Disposable Life, Suicide Tapes, The Woman in the Basement, Blood Oath and Flu, written, produced and directed by Billy Sinisi, uh, theatrical trailer and teasers, Image Gallery and the Reversible Sleeve featuring new and original commissioned artwork. And yeah, that's the one we'll be doing. It's also available for £9 right now on our website if you're looking to take a punt. And that'll be covered on the next instalment, which will be coming in a few weeks' time. There is a multitude of ways to check a podcast on the stairs. Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That we get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content. 
Don't stop there. Subscribe to our sister feed, The Teapots Collective. Over there, shows like Quit to Begin With, Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty, and Chronicle as well. If you'd much rather check us out through the web, it's teapotscast.com. Links to all our shows are there. There's a link to Jaws' Shite, another regrettable outburst, Abuzu's Banter Entertainment podcast, featuring myself, The Baz, Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evo, and we get drunk on those shows and talk shit. Lots of nonsense, lots of entertainment, it's messy, the hangovers are brutal, Jaws is shite and other regrettable outbursts is exclusively available on tputzcast.com. If you want to check us out on the Facebooks, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast gets you the podcast under the stairs. Facebook.com forward slash tputzcast gets you the tputz collective. And lastly, for Jaws is shite action, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. We are available on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, updated now to remove the Twitter, Instagram and threads at TeaputsCast for both. The podcast under the stairs returns this coming Monday. Keep your eyes peeled for that. It'll be another one of those winter reviews a found footage movie. I'm very much looking forward to that. So until then, whatever you are, what the time zone is and what you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I... I'm signing off.